the swag out them boss. Is that is that Bowtie Paisley? And welcome to another episode of the Sartori and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, and the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming back one more time, and I hope that everyone had a very Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. If not, well, I hope you had a very happy Hanukkah. If not that, hope you're having a very happy content. If not that, I'm just hoping you're having a very happy holiday season. We're about to hit 2022. Let's get it with the download. Now, one of the most popular fighting games pretty much ever is Mortal Kombat. Well, many, many years ago, the team at Never Realms made a very unique fighting game with the DC Universe characters in the storyline that really saw Superman go off the rails and I always akin or make it akin to sort of a DC Universe Civil War and that was Injustice and that came out on the or during the 360 PS3 era. Well, in this last generation, Injustice 2 dropped. And obviously, as you can imagine, the up to graphics, gameplay, it's just a really fun fighting game to play, especially if you're a comics fan, and even more specifically, a DC Comics fan. Well, that game right now is what I'm choosing for the download. And at this recording, it's pretty much on sale digitally on every platform of course you can find it for quote-unquote free on xbox game pass but also is currently $5.99 on the xbox $2.99 on playstation and $7.99 on stream so depending on what platform of choice that you use you can find it for under $10 or under $5 i definitely think that is a game you should pick up I'm pretty sure after the holiday season, you probably have a plethora of new games and devices to play with. But this is a really good old gem that you can pick up and play and just beat the crap out of your favorite or not so favorite cousin as Superman, Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman. And also play through the engaging story mode of this game. Now, leaving the Injustice 2 and download. Let's get into our podcast spotlight. Now, this is a podcast I've talked about before, but much like the Hot Seat podcast last week or the week before, I should say, uh, I talked about it, but we never had a formal segment for the podcast. So, this week I'm going to spotlight the Butter Coin Speaks Spotlight. Navy Montel and Angie the Foodie are two who I always find joy in listening to and just with their banter back and forth especially with various components like the saga and Miss Angie always talking about her trials and tribulations when it comes to her her mobile gaming addiction yes I'm calling it addiction Angie and her Legos and also it's very interesting with Navy Montel outside of his his, uh, his Yu-Gi-Oh! And the other aspects is is very much a big fan of Diablo too, so always interesting uh, hearing him talk about that. But also he works in a, a comic book shop as well, so hearing the stories that come from there, in addition just to the general overall 
blurriness, especially nerds that are a little bit older in age like myself, it's always very interesting in seeing the perceptions that they have on the culture and the world at large through that blurred lens. So I really enjoy The Blurred Point Speaks, and I think it's a podcast that you guys should really look at look out for and listen to whenever you have the chance right now I believe they're on a bi-weekly schedule so if you miss an episode you always have time to go back listen to it and to also more importantly binge the episodes they've done before it's really just two friends sitting around talking blurred stuff talking about what's going on with them and maybe Angie DeFruity will talk about a wine recommendation as well every now and again so that is my podcast spotlight for this week, the Bluttercorn Speaks podcast. Check it out. You'll find it on all of your major podcasting platforms. Now let's get into our short takes. Now, this one actually caught me by surprise because when they dropped the first trailer for Uncharted, there was nothing interesting about that movie, in my opinion. Um, I've never played the game, so familiar with the game, so I understand the premise. So for me, I didn't have that, ooh, I played this game, I want to see the movie sort of vibe that I, I have with other games, um, other game-related movies. I wasn't that excited, but they recently dropped a new trailer for Uncharted. And let me tell you, not even being a fan of games, it looks really cool. Um, I am not a humongous fan of any of the real actors, but everybody looked pretty cool. Um, and I really enjoyed the introduction of Antonio Banderas as a villain. I thought that was a very good mix to the dynamic between Mark Wahlberg and uh, Spider-Man boy, his name, Tom Holland, right? His name has escaped from me. That old age is creeping in. So I, I also think that the trailer may give away a bit too much. Uh, and that's without knowing the games, but seeing the games, the gameplay, understanding I feel like as someone who has never played any of the games, I get a lot of the story and a lot of the beats, uh, beats that are going to happen in the story. So I'm just going to uh, really, you know, check out more for this movie now, more so than before. It looks very interesting. It's like it'll be something that's going to be very, very fun. So that's the Uncharted movie. Uh, I'm looking forward to that now. It's on my radar. I would say I'm not like, oh, I'm going to go and see it in theater, but I'm definitely going to watch it some point in time based on the trailer. Now, speaking of things that I do like to watch, you know, one of my favorite anime series of all time is Bleach. All, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds. I think it's like 500 plus episodes. I forget. It was a lot, a whole, whole lot of episodes of Bleach. And it went off the air a few years ago, and they made the announcement a little while ago that they were coming back. Well, they dropped a trailer for the new season of Bleach, and it's not coming out for a full year, but the trailer looks glorious. Oh man, I can't, I can't wait just seeing Ichigo and the rest of the crew in knowing what or not knowing what sort of dilemma is up against the soul society right now i'm just really excited for that show to come out in 2022 october 2022 cannot come fast enough and then another movie series that i've watched but i haven't really been like oh i love this movie series i gotta watch every movie 
is the Fantastic Beast series. I guess it's really part of the Harry Potter series, but uh, you know, it's a little bit different, even though it's a prequel series. And they dropped the new trailer for the or the trailer for the third movie, Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore. And let me say this: I absolutely enjoy the first two Fantastic Beasts movies. There's something about that Harry Potter world that, um, even without Harry Potter, still is just so engaging and magical. Like I said, I'm not a humongous fan of those movies. I'm not a humongous Harry Potter fan in general, but there's just a wonderful or a wizarding world that has been created that really engages you. You want to see happen next. I, I really put that akin to sort of the Marvel cinematic universe where regardless of the movie, you really get a sense of, I want to see what happens next. So they drop that trailer and it looks really cool, especially taking everything back to Hogwarts. You see more of the quote unquote origins of Dumbledore and I'm I'm still very much bummed out about Johnny Depp being recast. Uh, not saying Maz Michelson will not do a good job because I'm sure he will knock it out of the park. I just just the whole circumstances surrounding that just it's just not fair. I'll put it that way. Uh, but you know, public opinion is one thing, and you know, regardless of any anything that may be saying to the contrary that's the way they side so it is what it is but I'm sure Mass Michelson will do a heck of a job in the role and really provide a good villain for this movie so those are my short takes and let's get into some reviews now I am a comics fan obviously I don't read as much as I used to uh, I have done the digital route for a lot of things in the past few years but I have only dabbled in the subscription services once when I did the Comixology Unlimited or whatever it's called service a few months ago and I enjoyed it especially for a lot of the indie books that I would not have typically read. Well recently I stumbled upon a free trial for the Marvel Unlimited app so I was very much like yes please sign me up so I downloaded the app, I went through it, and I have to say I really enjoy the interface and the layout, how you can search by artist, by character, even by storylines to some degree. So I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, I was somewhat disappointed in some of the selections, and maybe just based on some of the things I was looking for uh, I expected a larger or maybe it's a large backlog of comics don't get me wrong uh, I was specifically looking for a lot of things that I have specifically for a lot of things in the 90s and there are things that just aren't there like I look up Sleepwalker I talked last week about how Sleepwalker is one of my favorite characters from the 90s and that whole his whole book and just the inventiveness of it and what it brought to the Marvel Universe his whole 90s run is pretty much non-existent in the the unlimited app oddly enough it's not there in comicsology either it's like a few handful of issues but not the entire run uh, there was apparently a four issue miniseries during the whole 
Infinity Saga, which which I read uh, and I hadn't read before and I enjoyed it. But it's just one of those things where, and I've seen that with a couple other books. I think Dark Hawk is the same. Like not all of the same. All of those books from the '90s are there. That original run. So I'm sure there are holes, and I always and I was wondering why are these things not available um, for print or for consumption on these apps, but neither here nor there i thought that overall it was a very good user interface i use it on or have used it on multiple devices uh, i enjoyed the reading experience as well i'm not sure if they do it on their own or if comicsology that technology has been licensed from from that because it it works reading wise very similar to what comicsology does in their app so i think that uh, it's definitely a, a robust experience I'm not sure if I'm willing personally to pay $9.99 a month for it. I think that it's if you are someone who's definitely reading comics, binging and buying all the time, uh, especially older stuff, it's fine. I believe for the new stuff, I think it's about a three month delay. Uh, between new stuff I think a lot of the new stuff that was popping up um, for me was dated for September release so what November October November December so yeah so you about a three month delay so you know if you want to be a bit behind if you're not that person that wants to be oh I gotta get this issue here I gotta get this issue there then this this may be something that's worthwhile for you especially in lieu of a uh, regular subscription box at your local comic book shop not saying that you shouldn't do that you should always support your local comic book shops but if you're someone who's really looking to have these issues in the palm of your hand literally to take anywhere and not having to take your trade paperbacks or your collection of your individual issues with you then this definitely may be something for you to check out so that's my take on the uh, marvel unlimited app Next up is, man, Christmas came early this year because you're a hip-hop head. On Christmas Eve, Nas, yes, Nasty Nas, Illmatic Nas, dropped a surprise album called Magic, his third collaboration with Hit Boy. And if you know me, I was literally listening to it all morning. I listened to it Christmas. I've listened to it every day since Christmas. It is great. It It is, if you love hip-hop, Magic is definitely an album to purchase. Heck, in 17 months, Nas has dropped three albums. And all three albums have been good. And I said this online. Nas has dropped three albums in 17 months that are better than a lot of these rappers have done in the past five years. Not saying 10, because there have been a lot of good albums in the past 10 years. But in the past five years, he's run... He has run circles around them with albums he's put out in 17 months. This reminds me of like the old, in the 90s with DMX and how he was just dropping album to album to album to album. It's like he, he wasn't letting his foot off in the neck of hip hop and just uh, putting out quality and hit after hit after hit. And this is what I see what Nas is doing uh, with this. So if you are a hip hop head, heck, if you just like some good music, some good rap music, definitely stream magic by Nas. you will not be disappointed it is nine tracks it is an album you can sit there and listen to and not fast forward through any of them
Now let's get into the big review for this week, and that is Spider-Way No Way Home. Don't worry, I'm not going to give any spoilers. Well, maybe one or two. Overall, I will say this is the best Spider-Man movie of the MCU trilogy. I will say that it is it is not up there with Spider-Man 2. I'm sorry. It's just not. That there is nothing there. But one of the things that this movie gets so right is the villains. I really liked how they really exemplified, especially Doc Ock, going back to Spider-Man 2. You really felt for him and you understood that hey he is not a villain is that chip and nobody stopped to help him with that chip or with the interdynamics between Peter and MJ and and Ned and how important those things were uh, and even I'm wondering I'm not going to spoil it but with one of the things that is okay I'm back up Interesting enough, I was having a conversation with a family friend the night before about Spider-Man. This is before I saw Spider-Man when I went home. And how much of the criticism I've ever seen about the Spider-Man movies in the MCU and Spider-Man himself was that he was always so dependent on everything else. Like he became Spider-Man and got all that stuff because of Stark. He was never on his own. He never got to really revel in his genius to create himself much like the other Spider-Man movies did. And I'm going to say Revel in his genius, but he wasn't self-made. I guess that's the, the term I would use in this regard. He wasn't self-made from a uh, suit technology sort of aspect, but also that emotional trauma. We, we never really knew about Uncle Ben in the MCU and for whatever thing we saw, that emotional sort of catalyst for Spider-Man that Uncle Ben was or is in general in the Spider-Man lore wasn't present there. And that showed in the sort of character that this Spider-Man was. And having that Uncle Ben moment in this movie to provide that emotional catalyst... I think this is when Tom Holland Spider-Man really became Spider-Man. Um, in addition to a lot of the other sacrifices he had to make in this movie. And also even the learning process from the spoiler alert. Other Spider-Man that show up. And the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I think that when this movie is done... Tom Holland is Spider-Man is finally Spider-Man that we know that we love. And I think that's something that I'm, I'm glad that Marvel worked up to and Sony. And it's very interesting because the way the movie ends it, I'm not sure if Marvel and Sony can continue to do business, but it ends in a way where, they can do business but they don't have to do business anymore and I really thought that was really well done and it really put Spider-Man back into being Spider-Man 
in every way, shape, and form when it comes to his life. He is that one who can never get it right. His life was in shambles. He's always trying to balance between Peter Parker and Spider-Man. That was very much about the whole crux of the movie. And even him understanding that with great power, there has to come great responsibility. And him really embracing that in those tough decisions and just tough choices. So Spider-Man No Way Home, if you have not seen it, go see it. It was definitely worth seeing it in the theater. Um, you can wait a little bit, though, if you're really, really concerned about everything that's going on. You know, Omicron and Marion is out there. And, you know, I don't knock people for not wanting to go out to the movie theater right now, which I totally don't blame you. But Spider-Man No Way Home is definitely one that you should watch. Now, let's get into the hidden gem section. Now, I love horror movies, especially 80 horror movies, 80s horror movies, not 80 horror movies. And one of the my favorite sort of cheesy horror movies from the 80s is the stuff. And that's why I wanted to feature it in our hidden gems. I think right now it's streaming on Tubi. I'm not sure, but it usually pops up on streaming services all the time. So if it's not on one, it's on the other and as an adult watching this horror movie you really have to suspend disbelief disbelief because i'm going to give you the premise so this guy finds this white fluffy marshmallow looking stuff bubbling out out of the ground and he smells and it smells sweet and then he tastes it mind you why are you tasting anything that's bubbling out of the ground but he tastes it and it smells good so he decides to package it and sell it as an ice cream alternative and between in six months it goes from him sticking his finger and his stuff that's coming up out of the ground to being on grocery shelf stores now in my mind i'm thinking why why is the fda like didn't they test this to make sure it was safe like i don't i don't understand how this happened so quickly especially considering the consequences or the outcomes of the movie well anyway it becomes this humongous pop culture sensation everybody's eating it it's like the end thing to do now mind you i'm like you don't know what's in it so no ingredients on the package so nobody literally knows what they're eating so one day this young man he knocks over a container in the refrigerator and he goes back later on he sees that it moved and he's like that's not right so he then is try to they then his family tries to force him to eat it and he runs away and it sets up this whole conspiracy where you find out that the stuff is really his organism that's eating people alive from the insides and it's just um it's just a fun romp garrett morgan from snl martin fame is in it and it's just a really fun cheesy 80s horror movie with some really cool practical effects well you didn't have cgi back then but it's definitely a movie i would recommend if you have not seen the stuff definitely watch it it's a good fun popcorn flick that i think that you will definitely enjoy now it's time for the fragrance of the week and this week it's a very new fragrance edition this isn't a cold weather edition like we've done before because this one is not built for the cold of winter in this case we're talking about star worker by mark blanc top notes you're going to have bamboo bergamot and mandarin orange 
middle notes you can have amber ginger nutmeg and fir resin and then for the base notes you can have musk sandalwood and cedar now like with many of the other Mont Blanc fragrances I probably talked about here as well as just worn, this is one that I absolutely adore. I wouldn't say love, maybe adore is a bit, I like it a lot and put it that way. It's a new addition to the collection so it's not one I've worn too, too often, but it is definitely one that has a great opening that um, bamboo, bergamot and mandarin orange gives a very bright citrusy opening. The drawdown to the amber and the ginger and the nutmeg. I really like the spice and the sweetness of the amber and then the musk and the sandalwood and the cedar and the basos is really, really nice. It's not a particularly long lasting fragrance. It's very light, at least on my skin. Of what I've experienced thus far, uh, it is a wonderful office scent. It is definitely something that is made for the spring weather maybe even early summer and it is definitely one that you can spray a lot of and you won't choke people i'm very big on that uh when there's a fragrance that i like i like to spray it and you don't want to over spray something if you shouldn't so this is one you definitely can over spray because it's that light and also it doesn't have a large or Siage isn't that humongous, so you won't have that much of a cloud bubble, uh, a bubble of scent on you, uh, as well as it doesn't last really, really long. I've gotten three to four hours with it as well, so over spraying won't really hurt either. But all in all, it's a, a pretty good pickup. It's one that you can find at discounters all the time, and especially this time of year, even after Christmas, you'll probably find a lot of those gift sets still around. Uh, in places like Burlington and TJ Maxx and whatnot. So you'll probably be able to find it pretty easily um, in the stores and definitely online. But Star Walker by Mont Blanc is my fragrance of the week. And I think it's one you'll actually enjoy, especially if we ever go back to the office. It's one that you can very easily wear. It's a dumb reach, as I like to say, wear it and you'll definitely get a compliment or two. And with that, we've come to the end of the episode. And this has been another episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast by Web Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything between. I've been your host, Web Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Thank you again for joining us. And thank you for riding out the whole 2021 with me. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your ear. Remember to find us on Instagram at Webster Style and at Sartorial Geek. Find us on Instagram, excuse me, Twitter at Webster Style and email us at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. And forget, don't forget, find us on the web at WebsterStyle.com. Thank you very much for your time. Remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. Ah, you're killing Ooh, I mean, this is me right here. Baby, you see this? Nah, this is, hold on. I mean, I can change. I thought, never mind, forget it. I'm a Jenny Jenny, Miffin, 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 Q when it comes to the killing.